0: Welcome, Bird Gang, and welcome to a Football Friday. The final one of 2021, but not the final one of the 2021 regular season. I know it sounds weird. On today's show, the Cardinals need a win in the worst way, and Mike Jarecki is here to tell us how. His three keys to victory in Week 17. First, though, the speculation Thursday is now a reality. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 519, and it starts now. It's gotten to the point now where if a player is not seen during the open portion of practice, then the immediate reaction is he tested positive for COVID-19. It's the unfortunate world we live in, and right now it's the unfortunate truth about DJ Humphreys. We talked about it Thursday, MJ. Held out hope, but Humphreys was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. He is not likely to play against the Cowboys, and that is a big loss.
1: Big loss just because of obviously he's one of those guys that have been able to start every single game. Um, he's kind of the fixture, and we know that maybe he doesn't get the credit nationally, uh, but he really holds up as a left tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, I thought maybe that left side when you had Pew coming back, then probably the strength of was on the left side. Obviously, having Hudson in the middle, um, kind of mixing and matching that right guard. Uh, hopefully, if Hudson looks like he's going to play, then Max Garcia there, and then obviously, you know, beach him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a big loss. You don't replace a, a starting left tackle who's really – I mean, he doesn't miss a lot of games throughout <laughs> his career.
0: He has not missed a game since Cliff Kingsbury became head coach. So you're talking 47 straight games. And what was the knock on DJ – Not his first season, but after that. He couldn't finish out a season. He couldn't finish 16 games, yet he gets that contract extension, and he played every single game in 2019, all of 2020, and the first 15 games this season.
1: Yeah, and I want to go back to late in the year. He suffered a concussion, and I think the team was out of it. 2018, yeah, those
0: final seven games he was
1: out. And they just shut him down. Then he had a knee injury, and that kind of limited him. It was prior to that, but... Um, you know it's it's tough to to make forty seven starts in it, any position, let alone left tackle, because you're going against the best pass rushers in the NFL week in and week out.
0: And here's the thing about the offensive line: just when you think you're getting healthier with Rodney Hudson coming back, he seems to be good to go on Sunday, practicing this week after missing the past two weeks on the reserve COVID nineteen list, and he comes back and you lose. DJ Humphrey. So now the question becomes we kind of debated and tossed some names out earlier on Thursday but what does this team do now at left tackle? We got no clear answer from Cliff Kingsbury other than say Calvin Beecham, Josh Miles, Josh Jones. Three players and he did throw out the potential of multiple players like whomever goes there and just doesn't succeed or maybe plays a quarter or a half. There might be a rotation or in and out depending on how well they perform at that left tackle spot.
1: All right, let's handicap it because, you know, it's been well known that Calvin Beecham would only play right tackle under Sean Coogler. You look at uh, Calvin Beecham's career, his first year in 2012, he was with the Steelers, he played right tackle, started five games. You go back to the Steelers, 2013, 2014, 2015, he basically started at left tackle, Um, 15 games, 16 games, and then 6 games. And then he spent a year in Jacksonville. And then he go to his Jets 2017 to 2019. He started 16, 16, and 13 games at left tackle. So he literally has over, you know, I want to say about 83 starts at left tackle and about 17 at right tackle or maybe a little bit less than that.
0: So predominantly a left tackle in his career – only agreed to play right tackle because of Sean Coogler, so that would appear to be an option. Now, again, when we talk about depth chart, it lists Josh Miles, and we know that Josh Jones has history in college about playing tackle, and I think that's where the Cardinals ultimately would like to see him. But when you bring in a Calvin Beecham, it's experience over youth, someone who knows how to play the position. So, uh, you know. Is it Beachem first, and then okay? Now what do you do at right tackle? Is that Josh Jones or Josh Miles?
1: Yeah, I've always thought you know when you when you come to the interior, you can kind of hide those guys. But somebody recently told me that when you're playing uh, in the interior, both guard spots and the center spot, it comes a lot, it comes at you a lot quicker. Where if somebody's rushing you, you have the ability to to go back and get in your in, in your stance, and you can push him. When you play in the interior, it's it's balls to the wall right off right off the jump. So, in a perfect world, beat him at left tackle. Pew, Hudson, Hudson, Garcia, and then Josh Jones. And we know that Josh Jones had a couple false start penalties. Um you know, he had 40 starts at Houston. Um, they looked at him as a future right tackle. Beecham came back. They had Marcus Gilbert on the contract. So w- when you look at it from that standpoint, he's probably better off playing at the, at the right tackle spot. And then you could also use Darrell Daniels, Demetrius Harris, or possibly Zach Ertz as an extra blocker. So you can get him a little bit of help over there. But I always thought you could hide these guys, and somebody said no. When you're playing inside, it comes at you a lot quicker. When you're playing on the outside, you can see where the rush is coming from. It allows you to get in your in, kind of in your stance to where, you know, he's not going to get his hands on you if I put my hands on you first.
0: And the challenge this week are Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Micah Parsons. Even though Parsons as a linebacker, he is someone that can stand up on the edge and even get into a three-point stance, but. 13 sacks for this Cowboys defense during their four-game winning streak. Yeah,
1: and I looked it up earlier. He's lined up as a pass rusher, 325 snaps. He's been in the box 430 snaps. And he's actually lined up as a cornerback in 23 snaps. So clearly it's either right now in the box, and I think that was earlier in the season. And then obviously as he got his feet wet and he wins one-on-one matchups, now he's getting a chance to rush the passer because normally in a 4-3 he was the inside linebacker. Now they're moving around because the other guys, and obviously when you're forcing that many turnovers, you're, you're going to see some safeties and corners you know, kind of alleviate that. They get pressure rushing four, um, but he's a difference maker. He wins one-on-one matchups. So I think early in the year when he was drafted, it was more in the box. Now you see his upside. And when you get a DeMarcus uh, Lawrence and a Randy Gregory and you, know, you start looking at some of their other defensive tackles, it allows him to win one-on-one matchups.
0: 13 sacks for Micah Parson. The rookie record is 14 and a half, and let's hope it doesn't come Sunday against the Cardinals. He's unbelievable. NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Rookie of the Month. November, and now in December. Yeah,
1: he's going to have to be the Defensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Oh, I don't think, I wouldn't even know who would be second or third. There's no one in the vicinity or in the conversation. That's
1: putting out those kind of numbers. Now offensively, You know, you can go to some of these wide receivers. Maybe I think Mac Jones was in there just playing the position, touching the ball. And then you got Trayvon Diggs. Is he up for defensive player of the year? Or is it going to go to T.J. Watt, guys that have sacks? So it would be interesting. But they could get both awards, rookie defensive player of the year, and basically um, I guess Trayvon Diggs will be defensive player of the year considering it's only his second year in the NFL.
0: That would be quite an accomplishment for Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, and, of course, obviously help him for another opportunity to be a head coach. All right, so no DJ Humphreys. The number of players remaining on the reserve COVID-19 list, three. Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, Brion Borders. Now, Sean Harlow has been activated. In fact, he was activated earlier on Friday. He was placed on the same day as Golden on Monday, so four days ago. Kingsbury asked about that, and perhaps Marcus Golden could be activated on Saturday. Said it's going to be real close. Now, the key in all of this, and everyone is different, are you symptomatic or asymptomatic? Yes, the CDC has reduced the quarantine from 10 days to 5 days, but if you're still experiencing symptoms after those 5 days, it doesn't matter. You're still on that list and away from your teammates and the coaching staff so something to pay attention to this weekend perhaps marcus golden but i'd say it's 50 50.
1: well that's good that's a great distinction because once we know golden went on there within the next hour we heard about harlow and here harlow was removed from the covet list he was on the practice field today you know, wonder how he's feeling. And I think, uh, you know, Kingsbury was asked on Friday, you know, how is Rodney Hudson? Because when you get COVID, it affects everyone a little bit different. Do you have your smell? Do you have your taste? Some guys lose 8 to 10 pounds. But it sounds like Rodney Hudson would be ready to go. So when you look at the backups, I got to think it's going to be Sean Harlow, if he's able to get that strength back. I would say Josh Miles and then possibly um,
0: Marcus Henry is the backup Henry. center.
1: Yeah, Marcus. Or- I would assume he'll be your – so those are the eight guys you'll dress.
0: So the Cardinals, again, with a lot of question marks with respects to the offensive line. Some good news, though, as far as your skilled position players. James Conner participated in team stretch on Friday but did not do any individual or position drill work. And Rondell Moore, who was working out on the side on Friday during the open portion of practice, both Connor and Moore are going to be game day decisions. You certainly would like to have those two players back. Uh, you will not have or you're not expected to have Jordan Phillips or Marco Wilson. Neither one of those players have been on the practice field at all this week. And Wilson, we got word earlier, very early in the week, and Kingsbury not one to give out too much on a Monday or a Tuesday, yet he did not sound very optimistic about Marco Wilson. So it's going to be a... Probably a, a little bit different looking outside linebacker, a little bit different looking corner as far as what the Cardinals will face against the Cowboys offense.
1: Yeah, considering Robert Alford will not return until uh, the following week. That's when he's eligible to come back. You got Byron Murphy, you got Antonio Hamilton, you got Kevin Peterson, and I do anticipate we're going to get a roster move. So you, you're going to put another corner up there just for depth.
0: Now, speaking of. Uh, roster not a roster move but once again Zayvon Collins working with the outside linebackers on Friday and I thought it was interesting one Marcus Golden sounded off on that responding to a tweet from our colleague Darren Urban saying Collins certainly is capable and he's been working hard all season and then to hear Dennis Gardek earlier on Friday talk about offering Collins some advice and on the surface you're like what really but you forget One, Dennis Gardeck started his career as an inside linebacker. Plus, he is a special teams monster, and that's where Collins has been. So they've been in the same circles. And, yeah, if you're Collins, you're taking any kind of advice right now to try to get ready, if your name is called upon, to be an outside edge rusher, just so you know, a NASCAR package, or maybe be that Dennis Gardeck from 2020. Here's a handful of snaps. Your one goal, go get Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, and and – I guess we'll find out more on Marcus Coleman, but let's go hypothetical. If, he, if he's able to play, that's great because they can use him. But we're going to see some new faces. We're going to see Dennis Gardeck. I believe his uh, snap count will go up. Um, obviously, Chandler Jones is going to have to probably play the majority of the game. And then you throw in uh, Zavin Collins and then Victor uh, DiMikici. Um I think he's going to get some playing time. And, you know, when they drafted him, uh, the thought was he has the same skill set as Marcus Golden. So you're going to see three guys. And the reason why is because you don't have Derek, um, you know, Devon Kennard, and at this point, Marcus Golden. So normally they would be your starters. So they're going to get these guys, get an opportunity. And. And let's be honest, Dennis Gardeck has taken care uh, his opportunities and and ran with it. And there's a reason why this team gave a tender offer coming off an ACL injury. And they feel like you know maybe he's not going to be a guy that plays 50 or 60 snaps a game. But the more snaps he got uh, last year was 93 snaps, and he his 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 you know tackle to sack ratio was one of the best in the league considering less than 100 snaps.
0: Gardeck to the media, quote, I feel confident, I feel twitchy again, end quote, referring to the knee injury and then also don't forget the hand injury that he suffered earlier in the season. He was prepared to come back, and then all of a sudden he hurts his hand, and that further set his debut back a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and, and, and we knew you should never have been against Dennis Gardeck, um, but they're all human, and he came back a lot sooner. I want to say we're approaching a year now. I think it was December 19th. Possibly sometimes you got to wait to have surgery when the swelling goes down, so maybe he's approaching sometime in January when because he posted something on Instagram. Um, but usually it, it says, it, you know, usually it's a nine-month injury. Um, he came back earlier, and we're also approaching the, the, uh, the one-year plateau, so he should be better going into the offseason next year.
0: Cardinals cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals as we put the focus on week 17, a road trip to Dallas. AT&T Stadium Cardinals 10 and 5 Cowboys 11 and 4 kickoff on Sunday 2:25. Pre-game coverage begins at 9:30 a.m. It is a Football Friday, the final one of the calendar year of 2021 but not the final one of the 2021 regular season that's going to take some getting used to all right on Fridays what do we do Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory what is number one
1: I've been saying it and pounding the drum it just hasn't happened because his teams fall behind even though you know uh, you still commit to the run in the first half. I know when you're down, and and if you go back to the Colts game, it was 12-6 at the half. Lions game was 17-0, and the Rams game was 13-3. So it's when I say they you know they got to get off to good starts. You can't abandon the run. And if there's one weakness on this Cowboys defense, it's their rush defense. They 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 lick their chops when you're in third and long, and they just tee off, and that's when they're bringing Gregory and Lawrence and and Parsons. So run the ball. Otherwise, you're going to fall in that trap again of throwing the ball 35-plus times. That's not the recipe for the Cardinals' offense to get going, and that's not a recipe where you're going to beat a team like the the Dallas Cowboys where they force a ton of turnovers.
0: Well, it wasn't the recipe on how they got, talking about the Cardinals, to 7-0 and 10 and 2. It's only been in these last couple of weeks. Now, again, yeah, you're trailing, but to your point, doesn't mean that you can't still run the football. Don't get too pass heavy. And I think that's what happened, has happened here over these final last three games.
1: And the, and the one that six out is the Lions game. Because the only, I mean, going into that game, he finally got chased back, and you're thinking, all right, Murray's still, kind of still knocking off some of the rust, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Murray was still you know, coming back, but they only had three touches in the first half. I, I It was se- it was 7-0, 14-0, and 17-0, but you can't abandon it. And then in the third quarter, they came out and ran the football. So, again, if there, if this team's throwing the ball 40 times, it's not going to be the way to win. Um, and, and if you get into a shootout, so be it. But now all of a sudden, if you're throwing the ball 40 times, you're sub- subject to more sacks, more hurries and pressures and knockdowns, and you're likely going to turn the football over.
0: Chase Edmonds would be your workhorse, especially if James Conner is unavailable. Edmonds, 16 rushing attempts last week, and you'd like to see that get into 20s, especially if Conner is unavailable. And how about this? I'm going to surprise you, Mike Jarecki, here on this Friday, December 31st. I'm okay for this week just to get this team back in the win column. I am okay. If Kyler Murray is running the ball just a little bit more, not because he's running for his life and the offensive line is not doing its job and he's scrambling. I'm okay if there are a little bit more design runs or even Kyler sees some green space in front of him. I'm okay this week.
1: Okay, because...
0: uh, Just don't get hurt.
1: No, I I understand. and He's got to pick his spots Um, and we'll get into some of the other things that I think is important when it comes to this game, X-Factor and tangibles, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I hope Connor plays because we know that Chase has fresh legs and, and he can get you from the 20 to the 20. Um, I think Drew Stanton said on the last couple times we've had him on the Red Sea Report, having both of these guys on the field together. Um, you know, they're lining up Zach Ertz on the outside, so, you know, considering that that was Hopkins' role there so yeah i mean if, if 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 there's a lane to go um i i and again he's going to put on a show I, I think everyone's anticipating kyler murray to get back to kyler murray and I, we know that he you know the, 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 i hope that all these primetime games the, the, the packers game obviously the rams game and the colts game i and you know i, I will give um A.J. Green said it's just another game, and, and it's true to, to a standpoint of because if you treat it like a playoff game, when you lose, you go home. But I just think if you want to get back on track perception-wise, and I really shouldn't worry about that, go out there and just play clean football. And, again, the other team gets paid, so they're going to, obviously they're going to try to stop you. But um, it, it would just nice to see this team not have to rely on throwing the ball 40 times a game.
0: So Mike Jarecki's first key to victory, and – You hinted at it on Thursday. Run the football. Don't abandon the run even if you get down early in that contest. So, number one, run the football. What's number two?
1: It's imperative for this team to to get a fast start. Now, again, six points, zero points, three points. That has to change. And I'm stating the obvious, but if this team can get a lead and we go back to the Lions game, Uh, They held the ball 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Granted, they only got 3 points out of that. However, they were keeping Kyler Murray on the sidelines. So if you have to dink and dunk, and we know that if you have to go on a 9 or 10 or 11 play drive, you have to avoid any pre-snap and post-snap penalties. You're probably going to have to pick up 3 or two or three first downs, and when you get in the red zone, you have to cash in. Now, obviously, having Andy Lee back, that should help field position where this, this team can cook a you know, 45 or 50-yard uh, field goal. But when you get in inside the red zone, you have to score touchdowns. So I think it's imperative if this team can play with the lead, and I'm not saying 17-0, a two-possession game. Seven three. That's two possession game there. I think I think the confidence will be there, and I really still I'm going to still bang this drum. The pressure is off the Cardinals because they clinch a playoff berth. Now we'll see if they can go back to playing clean football.
0: Some numbers to throw at you, Bird Gang. When the Cardinals score first, seven and two. When they have a lead after the first 15 minutes, seven and two. The negative, which you brought up, the red zone during this three game losing streak. Now the past two, you don't have D Hop. Three of ten inside the red zone, inside that 20-yard line where this team is settling or getting stopped and all of a sudden have to attempt a field goal rather than score a touchdown. And I don't think you can – with this Cowboys offense, you're going to need to score points. You're going to need to maybe get 25, 30 points
1: yeah. in this game. And, and when I say it's imperative to get off to a good start, I'm also talking about possess the ball. You can't go three and out. I mean – And then all of a sudden, we know they're special teams. They may go for a fake punt. Um, They're well-coached all three areas between, obviously, Kellen Moore is doing a great job. McCarthy's the head coach. Dan Quinn's doing a nice job. Uh, John Bones Fossil's doing a nice job. They got a good uh, return game. So, again, get off to a good start. If you have to be methodical and go on these drives, so be it. Possess the ball, though. Don't give them the ball going three and out, three and out, because if Andy Lee's punting five or six times, that's not going to be a good thing.
0: And if you have to roll the dice and maybe steal a possession by going for it on fourth down, I would be okay with that. Though, once again, when you look at the numbers, this team all of a sudden is having trouble converting on fourth down. Seven of 18 over the last seven games.
1: Yeah, I'll say this. It's kind of like the um, when you when you go to a college football game and you're sitting between the 40 and the 40 and they say those are expensive tickets. If, if you're on your side of the 40, I got no problem going for it because, you are like you said, you're trying to steal a possession. Um, if you get down to the 42 or 41, 40-yard 40 line and you have – Matt Prater, I may elect for to put points on the board, where normally you say go for it. But if you're at your at your 50 and you got to get over the 50-yard line, if you get down to the 38 or something like that, I have no problem with him kicking a 50-yard field goal.
0: I like that, the expensive seats between the 40s, the expensive seats. That's seat where then. the boosters sit. But set. that's, that's, and that's where, not wrong. And that's
1: where trick plays come, too. Because you, you, if you're going to – I mean, whether it's a flea flicker, whether it's a reverse where Christian Kirk throws the ball – you have to have space, and usually those those plays take place between a 40 and a 40-yard line. You can't do it when you're at a 30-yard line. Yeah, you can have them roll out and, and have somebody go down the field like A.J. Green for a touchdown. But usually, if you see trick plays or if you want to go for it, if you're if you're approaching the 50-yard line, go for it. If you get down to the 45 or 43, I'm putting points on the board. I'm I, you have to know your opponent here.
0: Well, yeah, as especially if you're having trouble stopping. What the Cowboys are doing offensively. All right, key number three for the Cardinals here in Week 17.
1: You got to eliminate the chunk plays. This is a high potent offense. Um, you know we know about the three wideouts. We know about Schultz. He's actually a free agent. He's going to get paid. He's got six touchdowns. Tight end there, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. He kind of called Dak out and was more involved in that offense. They got the two headed monster and Zeke Elliott. Um, who may not be a hundred percent, but he's really a good third down back. Red zone, he can catch the ball. In the backfield, pretty good in pass protection. And then they got Tony Pollard. So uh, when I when I say chunk plays, twenty plays or more, uh, twenty yards or more, and if, and, and it, like Cardinals will have three or four of those in the game. You just don't want the opponent to have five or six. And if 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 they have five or six, likely one of the, of the one or two is going to be a touchdown because they're getting behind you. So in other words. Eliminate the chunk plays. Easier said than done. Keep everything in front of you, and that's going to be the job of the secondary.
0: And a depleted secondary, likely without Marco Wilson, and we know without Robert Alford. So a lot of attention and focus going to be on Antonio Hamilton getting yeah. the second straight start.
1: And I got to think Isaiah Simmons can draw that, that tight end. Um, he You know, he's placed four different positions. Uh, I'm expecting a bit more from uh, Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. I think Buda Baker – really played well I think he uh, I think he showed his teammates that you, you got to play hard you got to run to the ball you got to play hard and that could be contagious so I, I, I anticipate um, I I mean I think Antonio Hamilton's been a nice player I want to see Byron Murphy uh, you know get his hands on more footballs like he did earlier in the season and then Kevin Peterson I'm sure they're gonna try to target him but um, Again, I always look forward to Vance Joseph, and he could bring that NASCAR package out there. You could see Isaiah Simmons, Gardick, um, you know, being a guy that so, – so Dak won't have a ton of time to throw the football.
0: Cowboys, number one in scoring, number one in total offense, number one in explosive plays. Don't have the breakdown as far as 10-plus runs and 20-plus passes, but explosive plays, the league measures 10-plus yards, but not the breakdown between running and throwing. But I like what you said as far as 20 or more, especially in the pass game. So three keys to victory. Number one, and we're going to highlight this one, run the football. Number two, Get off to a fast start, get out to a lead, and number three and possess the ball. Make sure you keep Dak Prescott and that offense off the field. And then when you do see Dak and the Cowboys, don't allow chunk plays, especially twenty yards or more when it comes to the passing
1: game. All right. So I was listening to Greg Cosell and he we got a chance to talk to Greg Cosell. He really studies quarterbacks. He does a podcast with Ross Tucker and he brought up Kyler Murray. And he and to me this is the X factor. He said, based on the film between the Lions and Colts game, when Kyler Murray's in third and long, they are bringing the blitz. And that's the reason why maybe this offense is stalled a little bit. Um, because without Rodney Hudson in there for a couple of those games, um, teams are getting pressure up the middle. So they got to avoid third and long here. And Kyler Murray's got to do a better job. And, I, you know, I think that if Cliff and Kyler are honest with each other, move him out of the pocket, extend the pocket for him. Don't let him sit there, uh, whether it's a size or not. He doesn't get a lot of bad at balls down. But according to Greg Cosell, the two games it looks like, Lions-Colts on third down, they were blitzing. They were bringing pressure, and Kyler couldn't, he couldn't handle it, or he was holding on to the ball trying to make a play.
0: And it's the pressure up the middle, and then that's where the issue of Kyler Murray's height or lack thereof, because all of a sudden you've got bodies in front of you and tall bodies, 6'4", 6'5", arms up in the air, and all of a sudden it's seven feet tall. I like what you said. Roll Kyler Murray out. Extend the pocket to the left or to the right. Buy him some more time, especially when you break the huddle, or if this team's not huddling, moving fast, going up-tempo, and you see all right, well, there's three down linemen, four down linemen, and all of a sudden you see Micah Parsons mugging the A-gap, and all of a sudden you know that they're bringing pressure. So be aware of it and be ready, and then check into a play in which you roll out if you're going to pass it. Or maybe that's one of those plays to where there's a little bit more extra space for you, Kyler Murray, to run the football.
1: Yeah, and, and we saw Colt McCoy in, in both of those games that he won on the road against the 49ers and Seahawks, where if if they're going to bring pressure, Kyler can bait them, and that's where the screen game comes in. They'll slow down at that point because now they got to pick their poison. Um, I don't know if Micah Parsons would be a, a, a spy just because he does so many other things, but uh, again, third down, um, and it really could be third down defense too, but I'm saying based on Greg Cosell's film session, he said that Kyler was not ha- handling the pressure on third down, and he didn't mention the, the Rams game. It was more the Lions and Colts that stood out to him.
0: Well, you go back to the Houston Texans game in that first quarter True. and how much pressure he was facing. I'm Not not outside pressure, No, but up the middle to where all of a sudden that upside down you, that pocket, yep gets – collapsed and the tackles are doing a good job they're moving out but then all of a sudden Murray feels enclosed he, he's he can't go anywhere
1: yeah and, and I think it's going to help when you have you know Max Garcia playing his natural position possibly right guard you have Hudson playing his natural position Pew playing his natural position and then just on paper if Josh Jones is your right tackle that's where they brought him in uh, but they're big on position flexibility, the more you can do. Justin Murray, you can play guard and tackle. Sean Harlow, guard and center. But if if Max is your right guard, then all of a sudden I'm I'm more comfortable. Nothing against Harlow. Um and and again for a while I've always thought if you're inside um you can hide a guy, but somebody told me no. Uh, so that may this may benefit Josh Jones, and and maybe not so much for the false start penalties, but at least he can see the guy coming. Versus when your your head's down, and th- and that's 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 a tough situation when Sean Harlow was in there and Max Garcia, because not only do you got to snap the ball, they're hitting you right off right off the bat, and and we don't talk about that enough. So and I learned that over the last couple of weeks. So, but yeah, I I like the fact that you got some veteran guys in there. And like I said, you can also use some tight ends to help out Josh Jones if you feel like he needs it.
0: So the X factor: avoid third and long. So the offense win on first down, win on second down to avoid those third and six Pressures. plus six, third and seven plus.
1: Yeah, and it, it, this is real simple. You know, I, I, I mean, I can get in here and give you a matchup. You know, who's going to cover Amari Cooper? But this team, when they don't, so my intangibles: don't beat yourselves. Don't you know the eleven penalties? going three and out, getting um, pre- and post-snap penalties, um, personal foul penalties. This Dallas team is too well coached. They don't beat themselves. They're rolling right now. But I will point out, uh, the quarterbacks they faced in the last four games, they're not close to Kyler Murray. And, you know, again, they don't make the schedule. They just play it. But when you when you go against Heineke um, and then Mike Glennon a few times, um, so I, I just think that they haven't faced a guy like Kyler Murray. Not I'm not saying they haven't faced a guy that prior, but when everyone's talking about their four-game winning streak, well, look, take a look at the teams. Washington football team a couple times, and then the, the Giants were in there.
0: Yeah, sub-500 teams right now. is talking about the and, Saints, Washington, and the
1: Giants. And that would have been uh, Tyson Hill in the Saints game. And, again, I think he's a decent quarterback, but he's not Kyler Murray. None of these four – none of the – Mike Glennon and then Heineke, um, they're you know they're really backup quarterbacks. Hill's a backup quarterback. Heineke in the perfect scenario. Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't injured. Backup quarterback. Mike Glennon, backup quarterback. They haven't faced a Kyler Murray over the last four weeks, and I think that could show early in the game because they're so used to these pocket passers sitting in the pocket and getting you know hit, and they can't run the ball here. Um, I'm with you. If Kyler has a chance to run, run, because that could be a backbreaker for any defense.
0: Hearing more of that talk as far as who have you beaten, who have you faced from a lot of the Dallas folks as far as whether it's in print, online, or in interviews as far as, yeah, it's a great four-game winning streak, but who have they beaten? And then the other note, yeah, they scored 56 points, and the offense might have solved their issues, but the last time this team scored, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, hit that 40-point mark, it was mid-November against the Falcons. The very next week, nine points. Now, that was on the road at Kansas City, but it's a quality opponent. Now, this is the Cowboys at home. But there are still people, I would say, outside that cover the Cowboys that are still questioning how well this team is playing right now.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be a hypocrite because I always say, you know, they don't make the schedule, you play it. But I'm just saying, you know, they're getting fat and happy there. And, and again, if, if you're in a four-game uh, winning streak at the, this time of the year, you build off of that. But, again, they haven't played a team that has a quarterback like this. And, obviously, you know, they only put up nine points, according to you, when they played Mahomes. Um, so I think that could be that could be, a, a, that could be um, not an extra an intangible, but that could be something where the Cardinals can benefit from because of Kyler Murray's dual threat. And you're starting to see more of these dual-threat quarterbacks get injured this year. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Mahomes um, has been able to stay healthy, and that's that's the, the drawback when you have a guy to run. And Kyler is more of a high ankle sprain. It wasn't like he got took a big hit. It was a concussion. Um, but the more you get hit and you don't, you don't feel comfortable outside the pocket. But that's something that I'm, I'm noticing this year. These mobile quarterbacks, they haven't been able to withstand a 16- or 17-game schedule. Now,
0: saying all that about the Dallas Cowboys, I would switch places with them in a heartbeat as far as how well they're playing right now, as far as the confidence, maybe not so much in that locker room, but just the noise and surrounding on what's been talked about about this team.
1: Yeah, and, you know, based on Kirk Cousins not being able to play this weekend, i got to think it really opens the door for Philadelphia. So when you look at the division, the Giants' afterthought – you know, Ron Rivera is a great coach. They have so many injuries on that side of the ball. They've gone through different quarterbacks with COVID. They lost running backs. So really, when you play in the NFC West, I think it's a little bit more difficult week in and week out. Now, give Dallas credit because, and you know, they've they've for over the last 17 years, it seems like each team, different team, wins. But I don't think it's the toughest division when you start looking at those um, um, those six uh, um, division games.
0: Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. You bring up the playoff picture and the playoff races. I found this interesting courtesy of the National Football League. Six teams have clinched, five in the NFC, one in the AFC, that being the Chiefs. There are eight playoff spots still up for grabs here in Week 17. With two weeks to go, eight playoff spots up for grabs, 24 teams including the six that have clinched that are still in Super Bowl contention with two weeks left to play the most in 15 years tied for the third most ever
1: do you think it's because they went to a 17 game schedule
0: part of me says yes on the other hand I just think especially when you look at the AFC and there's not a single team (laughs) with double digit wins they're all in the NFC I think a lot of it is just how well teams are playing and then Injuries, COVID nineteen have affected the way teams perform and play this season. So I don't know how much of its parity. I think you need a little bit larger sample size. But as far as the interest and how much people are paying attention to, as far as the different markets, different teams, this is twenty four out of thirty two teams. MJ, you're
1: that's two thirds of the league. Yeah, and right now Kansas City's eleven and four. The Titans' ten and five. Cincinnati plays the Chiefs this week. They're nine and six. Buffalo's nine and six. Colts are nine and six. New England's nine and six, and Miami's eight and seven. Um, and then in the NFC. I mean, like you said, uh, Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams, Tampa, and the Cardinals have all clinched. Right behind the Cardinals are the San Francisco 49ers, and right behind them are the Philadelphia Eagles. Both are eight and seven, so they're jockeying for that sixth and seventh spot. Hopefully, the Cardinals don't drop there, even with a loss of the Cowboys.
0: Quick correction, I do not have my uh, Niagara math skills like my co-host, but 24 out of 32, not two-thirds. How about three-fourths? So that's even greater, even more impressive here with two games to go well, in and, the regular and, season. And I'm
1: just glad because we were in this boat last year.
0: Yes, with two games left, Cardinals needing so, yeah, one to win
1: one game, and, you know, you got the Niners at home and C.J. Beathard, and then, you know, Kyler Alverson is not 100%. Then they got to throw in Chris Trevler. I mean – we we were we were where Miami was eight and seven. Um, you know the Chargers are eight and seven. Vegas is eight and seven. Yeah, we were in that boat last year. And 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 again, one of those teams. I don't know where it is. Hopefully, if the Cardinals can you know win this Sunday and win the following Sunday, um, you, you want, there's going to be a wild card team that pulls off an upset just based on how they had to play down the stretch.
0: Well, you bring up one team that is looking to clinch the Baltimore Ravens, and why that team is important this week. A chance, and that was the word John Harbaugh used with respects to Lamar Jackson being available this week because on Sunday, the Ravens host the Rams. Cardinals win, Rams lose. Now all of a sudden you're tied. Cardinals back in control of their own destiny with respects to winning the NFC West, provided they win and beat the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. He showed Lamar Jackson in practice. He did
0: not look good at all. Did not. So I, I I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope, but
1: I think I think they'll start um, the backup. Tyler Huntley. Huntley, and he's he's ran the office. He went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers. And I think if you're going to go to the bullpen, maybe he can't play the whole game. But I do think Jackson's going to be active. I really do. I mean I I don't I assume that if he can't go, but I I do think he'll come out of the bullpen if they need him.
0: And that game kicks off at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Rams at the Ravens, and then in the afternoon, Cardinals at the Cowboys. So we'll know by kickoff in Week 17, and obviously afterwards on Sunday after the Cardinals Cowboys game, just what is at stake for the Cardinals in Week 18.
1: Yeah, because right now the Cardinals, based on the Rams, um, you know, obviously having uh, you know uh, uh, the Rams are 11 and four. Right now the Cardinals, you know, they have a twenty three percent chance of winning the division right now. If they win and the Ravens beat the Rams, it goes to eighty percent. So all of a sudden you're back in the equation.
0: Really need the Rams to lose on Sunday. It, but we gotta win too. True. But, but there, there is there's is, but the, if the Rams lose and Cardinals lose there's still a way yes. for the Cardinals yes. to clinch. They win and Rams and, lose and, and, against and, the
1: 49ers. And then the Rams play the Sea uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals play the Seahawks. I like that matchup for the Cardinals. It could we, be Russell Wilson's last game. That's true. It's going to be his last game at home this weekend.
0: Russell Wilson first career NFL starts against the Cardinals. <laughs> At well, State Farm Stadium, perhaps his final start. Well, that's a well. we've got a storyline next week yeah. that I didn't anticipate. I'm, I You open if,
1: up the door there. I wonder if we'll see Sierra because that means he's gonzo. <laughs> but it, this could be his last home game.
0: Ben Roethlisberger, last potential home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and, on Monday Night
1: Football. And, and I'm glad that Ben is is he's come to the, the realization, the guy's taken a beating, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you want to make the case on that draft class, um, Eli Manning won two. Obviously, uh, didn't play as long. Uh, Phillip Rivers was a great regular season quarterback. You can make a case. Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback in that draft. Yeah. And I'm glad he's going on his own terms now for the organization. They... Although,
0: if he still wants to play after this season, no. that, I, I, I don't know if it, if he if he was referring to his own career or just no. his career with the Steelers. No,
1: I. I I mean he's playing on Monday night, that could be it. They're trying to get in though, so that would be his final game. The thing is they really don't have anybody behind him, and they've been doing this for years and now they could you know they share the facility with the University of Pittsburgh um they can walk over and try to get the other <laughs> Cody Pickett his name is, yeah, yeah, and he's going to be a draft pick, but you know Russell Wilson Aaron rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo it's going to be a wild off season when it comes to veteran quarterbacks that want to go somewhere else by the
0: way m j Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year.
0: Our last day on earth in 2021.
1: Yeah, I'll see you next year. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: see you on Sunday. <laughs> and on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in 2022 here on Cardinals Cover 2.